Emerson bought that hot sauce that uh, where the commercials say they put that shit on everything. Oh yeah, he's got a whole like a giant bottle of it now at his house. He puts it on. He literally puts it on everything he eats. The Frank's Red Hot. Uh, yes, Frank's Red Hot. That's it. He puts it on like eggs. Puts it on hot wings. He puts it on um, Cheetos. Is yeah. that a thing? I don't know. It could be. Uh, this show is brought to you by Frank's Red Hot. If you <laughs> are, uh, if you're in, a, have a hankering for some heat on stuff. You can get a bottle of Frank's Red Hot. Also, if Frank's Red Hot is listening, uh, send me a free bottle. Yeah, send him a free bottle. Also, the show is brought to you in part by Pivot Lending Group. If you would like to uh, get a loan on a house or something, they give you like $500 off your... Uh, closing costs are uh, 0.125 off your interest rate if you're interested. And uh, talk to uh, Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad at Pivot Lending Group today. <laughs> Good job, man. Yeah, Save me from doing it. This is the I've ever done. Nice job. This is the Hobbyplex Show and YouTube channel podcast live on YouTube. I'm Will Brinton. And with me, as always, Alex Sturgeon, <laughs> manager, race director at the Hobbytown Hobbyplex, the original Hobbytown uh, Hobbyplex. <laughs> I've never done that before. It's so invigorating. Oh, it's so Philly. Guess who I just interviewed? Um, uh, the Muffin Man. No, uh, oh. Mr. Ken Kalen. Oh, really? Founder of the Hobbytown Hobbyplex. Uh, we just started talking about five o'clock. Just wrapped it up about. Uh, and that's why we're kind of late. We wrapped it up about two minutes before six thirty. And uh, that'll be um, hopefully on Patreon by the end of the week, I think. I was out doing yard work. I just got out of the shower two or three minutes ago. Mm. Yep. Working hard in the yard. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> I rode my scooter here again. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> had a backpack on. It's 90 degrees out. So my pits don't exactly smell the best. Really? Yeah. I probably should have double deorganized that. Dude, I don't know. Like, okay, so I got my stadium truck sitting here. Yeah. I'm like, eh, I could put on my old setup, put my old setup back on it for the Hobbyplex, or I could just leave it alone and drive it with the uh, adrenaline setup. I don't know. I would advise not to do that. What? I tried doing that this weekend, uh, racing Mod Buggy, and my car was a mess. My car mm-hmm. was a hot mess. With the, uh, I kept taking adrenaline setups off my car as the day progressed and i i uh the only thing i didn't do was uh the pills and the um shocks and i yeah. did i did that sunday i was so frustrated i actually i actually actually opened the track up at 10 a.m on sunday and and changed some stuff and did some practice laps and i never do that yeah must have been pretty bad but i was very disheartened uh, by how bad my car was on Saturday, but it's so, I mean, that just shows you that we have these tunable cars and what works at one track, like adrenaline RC. I mean, my car, I feel ended up pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Does not transfer to our track at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at least at the level that I want, that I want to be at, you know? Yeah. Well, let's change it back then. It's pretty, it's pretty easy. Like, so I got two pairs of shocks. I pretty much have low grip shocks and high grip shocks. And I just take the low grip shocks off and put the high grip shocks on, put them back on the front of the arm and call it a day. Mm-hmm. That's really all I have to do. You would ask me what body I was running on Emerson's truck. 
isn't it a T5 body? It is. Yeah. I looked it up, and uh, they're in stock. I'm going to order another one and have it painted in his colors. Yeah, that'd be cool. So it fits. All I got to do is turn the body mount to the ins- to the towards the front of the truck instead of hanging out the back of a truck like a wing mount. And yeah. it fit just fine. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, I, I like running. I don't know. I like I like the body I have on my truck. The Is it the S2? I can't remember which one it is. It's not the F2. I know it's not that one. Let's talk about Adrenal RC. Let's get right into it. There's a lot of stuff we're getting got to get caught up on because last week was the first Monday of the month and we didn't have a show. Plus, we were on the road anyways. Howdy, y'all, and welcome to Tales on the Road with Alex Sturgeon. When did we get back home? Was it like 8 a.m.? 9 a.m.? No. It was, 10 a.m.? Uh, it was 10 or 11. Well, I got back home at 10 and then you had to drive a whole nother hour. Yeah, but I thought we got home at ten or eleven because I was home around noon. Yeah, but. it was it was way earlier than uh, than I I had thought. Originally, the Google thing said eight a.m., but I think w- the stops that we yeah. made, and I think Tommy had to stop and actually sleep so he didn't kill us. Yeah, well, and like on the way home, I didn't even drive on the way home. You guys just handled it. I was I was fine with driving; like I didn't mind. I fell asleep for a while, and I woke up. We were already stopped. I was like, I can drive. He's like, Oh, we've already been here for like an hour, so like. I'll just drive. Okay. Yeah, I drove through the entire state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. And then I think I changed it back. Tommy took over again in like middle of Indiana somewhere. Right before Chicago, actually. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the INS race 12. Uh, we'll talk about our upcoming INS race in July. I want to talk about Silver State a little bit. Just um, how Ryan just keeps on rolling in buggy. Um the good moment for Tebow. That little bump pass was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty rad. <laughs> Super rad. But uh, first things first, uh, Adrenaline RC, INS 12. Uh, this was the, the spring round, round two. Um, first time ever at this location. Um, the turnout was a little light. I think there was a lot of unknown about what the track was going to be like, and I think that hurt the turnout. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I like going to races. I thought it was great. Like, I loved the lower turnout. I was like, we're done in time to go eat dinner and get eight hours of whole sleep. It was pretty nice. It was very, very nice. That never happens. That being said, I think Stadium Truck was one of the biggest classes. It was. I think Stadium Truck and 13.5 Wheeler had the, the two biggest class turnout. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I think Expert Buggy was pretty close. I know Independent Buggy... Um, so we had, there was four of us that rode together and then Diego Quintana um, ended up going to this one, showed up. When did he show up? Was it Saturday morning? Yeah, something like that. And uh, uh, we got him kind of, we tried to get him up to speed as quickly as we could. Um, he raced independent buggy and independent four-wheel drive. I think he made the main. He bumped to the A in independent two-wheel drive and just missed the cut in four-wheel drive. He was leading the B at one point and then I, he fell back. I was, I was marshalling that race actually. You you won truck, got sixth in two wheel mod, and Emerson got third in truck and was seventh in two wheel mod. Tommy raced four classes. He was third in forty plus, eighth in two wheel mod. I don't know where exactly he finished in four wheel mod, and was like fifth or sixth in truck. Mm-hmm. I think his main was pretty rough. Yeah, I was. Uh... You had to really be patient with traffic. Yeah. But 
it, which is okay. But, um, like I know, like I, uh, um, I guess some, maybe a little bit more experience on my end kind of paid off, you know? Well, I mean, if like you look at your lap times, patient. you were, your consistency was, was spot on. You had a really high consistency, but after you got the lead, Mm-hmm. You could see your lap times never varied. There was it was like twenty six nine, twenty seven flat, twenty six nine, twenty seven flat, twenty seven one, twenty seven one, twenty seven two, twenty like the whole way, because you had to tiptoe a little bit. Yeah. Through oh yeah, traffic. there was there was a little bit of um, difference in skill level, I would say, in stadium truck from about sixth down. Yeah, that's okay. You yeah, know, it's a race too. I mean, the two mod guys sort of had to deal with it the same way. Mm-hmm. you had basically five top pros and then five not pros. You finished the highest out of the not paid pro. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of the first main, I, 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 so I got a ton of video. I'm going to put together a video for this uh, event. And I started reviewing the footage last night. I needed a week. I needed a break, like just to clear my mind of everything. Um, but I, but I, I got the first main and the last main on video and in the last main, you guys didn't let the top dudes get away from you very easily. Uh, you were all hanging in there in the last one. The first one though, the first one, Dakota and Cole and those guys, they, they were gone. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's, it was, it was something interesting for, for that to happen too, that there was just one heated two wheel mod. No, that's okay. You know, I was, I was fine with it. it. Also shows how lucky we are. What's that? I mean, we usually have, we usually have a heat of club club racing mod two wheel. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for, if, if a couple more people had showed up Saturday, we we would have had two heats again. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, I'm pretty lucky to always have mod. I've said that before, but I mean, I just just goes to show, you know. No, I concur. So what did we do? What? Uh, I know I had to. I was searching for grip, even after we went to slicks. I was still searching for that magic um, change to make my car good. Yeah, I thought my two wheel was pretty decent. Like I, I have no complaints. Um, I did crank like a ton of toe into it, and I was like, eh. Like looking back on it, I kind of wish I hadn't. You know, like uh, I should have maybe just freed it up and drove it. You know, but I don't know. My stadium truck, like Emerson's truck, was so much better than mine. I drove his. It was just like. Walking on water. He didn't do a as, thing. As, as Tyler Hooks would put it, walked on water. And uh, um, so I, I just, I was like, give me that truck, Emerson. You and Emerson had pretty good setups from the start of stadium truck. Yeah. I mean, mine was good. My, my, with my Hobbyplex setup on it, it was decent. Like it was, it, it'd get around, but it still just didn't have that comfort that Emerson's truck uh had like i drove emerson's truck and i was like holy cow no wonder i'm like you know whatever so i just started like looking at his truck and copying it and i did some stuff to the shocks that i wanted to do and, um it's st- my my truck still didn't feel as planted as his i don't know i don't know why i know his battery was further forward than mine so maybe that had something to do with like center of gravity and swing weight but when I added toad to my car, that was the magic bullet for me. It was. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable driving my car, and uh, um, I showed up with my Hobbyplex setup, and and uh, well, I think you guys were going out to get something to eat, and Lee Setzer was out there marshalling uh, one of the practices, and he was watching my car. And after I came off the driver's stand, he's like, "Dude, what shock oil are you running?" And I'm like, uh, 
37 and 35. He's like, holy crap, like this is what we're running. Your car is not getting to the track. He said I was driving good, just uh, but my car just wouldn't go. Yeah. So I dropped my oils down by almost 10. I think I went to 20, 27 in the back and 30 in the front. And uh, that helped. Um, I went to a gray spring instead of a blue spring in the back. That seemed to help. I jammed in four degrees of toe into my car with one degree of anti-squat with the wide pivot. Mm-hmm. And when, when I went out to practice for that, for me, I was like, okay, here we go. Because I could get on the gas and not have my car do weird things. Yeah, I ran, uh, I ran one sevens up front and one eight rears, two whole pistons. Yeah. And I kind of like thinking about it, I kind of wish I would have went to like three whole pistons, like, uh, like two holes, just like added an extra 1.0 hole into that just so it would kind of like squish in a little bit at low speed and kind of taken off and lock up when you landed on stuff. But um, then I ran V2 gray uh, springs all the way around, I think. I think that's what I ran. And then I, I ran 75 mil arms with the narrow pivot. Like, I, or all, like it's the 0.3 or now 0.4 pivots, but they're all the way in. So it's 75 mil arms. That's kind of like my standard now. Yeah. It's crazy how you and I have totally different things. Yeah. <laughs> I know. When it comes to the two-wheel drive car, for sure. Mm-hmm. Dude, my four-wheel drive car, man, I such a wasted opportunity to finish higher. Yeah, I rewatched all the mains. So all the mains are on that mod, you know, with Matt Metalson's page and also on the J Concepts page. And I rewatched all my mains, and my four-wheel drive. There's so many. I was one or two stupid crashes from finishing, probably top three, if I could have just stayed out a little bit more trouble. Mm-hmm. But then I drove my four-wheel drive Saturday and I ran the same set of silver slicks and in the main, my car was terrible. Like the tires were so blown out that uh, I was traction rolling everywhere. I could not keep my car on four wheels. We'll talk about that later, but boy, it's just crazy how much of a difference one one track is to the other. You, you got red clay. What I would consider, what I sh- you would normally consider should have been a loose track, but when they started to blow it off and we could run silvers, it wasn't. But you would go out there and you would step on the track, and the dirt looked like it should have been fluffy. I don't know if it was that and the combination of that and the sauce that was just cutting through this the the dust on the track. I don't know. I think it it worked pretty good. That was the first big tire uh, or big race slick tire race I think I ever ran. I I always enjoy traveling to unknown tracks, places I've never been before, because I feel like you can learn something from each one. And I think the thing that I took away from this was not to be afraid to play with your toe in the pedal oh, yeah. setup, because I I that uh, that had always been sort of off limits to me. Mm-hmm. I I just I would look at the chart and and go okay three one, but what roll center? You know what pivot am I going to use? I never really messed with the actual toe. Mm-hmm. Until until I was like, I got to do something because I can't get my car to go where I want it to go on on power. So I told I jammed in all that toe and went out there, and it was like a bell rang, you know, like a light mm-hmm. went off. That's that's what I think I learned from it. I it, it was also nice. The low turnout was nice because there was a a definite. Um, this is gonna sound weird. Kind of a more of an intimacy 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it was, we, it was a small group of racers from all these different places. So you kind of got to know, you could talk to people a little bit easier if you wanted to, you know, or you, yeah. could, or you could not. And it was fine. You know, uh-huh. I talked to a lot of the locals there. They're, they're all cool. Everybody was really nice. We had, we had uh, somebody, I didn't get his name, but he was like, Hey, I love your podcast. And I was like, Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I gave him a set of, I gave him a set of stickers. That's cool. I'm like, if I'm, if I'm going to travel 18 hours and you're going to say, Hey, good podcast. And I don't know who you are. You're totally going to get a set of stickers. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. There was uh there was definitely a good J concepts team pre- presence there, but there was also some proline guys there and it was the proline guy that, that initially went to slicks. Yeah. Uh, Kaufman. Uh, yeah. Aaron. Is that his name? Yeah. Yep. You got A-A-Ron. it. Aaron. Yep. Aaron Kaufman. I hadn't seen them uh, since state line since, uh, oh, one yeah? of the state line races. Mama Kaufman. She's like, uh, I, I knew I recognized you from somewhere, but your hair was so short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, not anymore, baby. Not anymore. We're letting it go. So overall, I mean, what, what's, what's, what's your main takeaway from, from our, uh, adrenaline RC experience? Yeah, I had, I had re- a really good time. I enjoyed myself. I think he's, he's planning on having it there next year. I think, I think the turnout will be way better now that we know what to expect. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that, uh, well, and we'll kind of know what to expect too. Like we'll just bring some greens and some smoothies, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. what do you think of the deep driver stand or the deep, uh, the deep track? I didn't even notice it. Really? Yeah, I, it's no big deal. I, I equate it to people who've never been to the Plex before and get oh, out yeah. of a driver's stand and go, whoa, this is a little different. But it just you just get used to it. You don't even think about it. Yeah. Probably the first practice run, I was like, uh, what's going on over there? And then it was fine. I think the driver's stand was tall enough, too. Like It was pretty tall driver's stand on its own. It was on top of a shipping container inside of that place. Yeah, that is exactly what it was. The best pits were underneath inside of that shipping yeah. container. Like the most room, the most uh, shelving. Yeah. Like the shelving you put all your stuff on. But uh, you had the air compressor running there. Right there. Yeah. Too. But still, the air compressor is right there to blow your car. That's the one thing that caught me off guard. You're running your car and all of a sudden you hear this just super loud yeah. inside of that building. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that I, that I you know, because I get kind of, I guess you could say irritated when kids run back and forth on our driver's stand, make lots of noise while, while we're driving. I think that's a a huge distraction. And, uh, that was the one thing that I was like, eh, I don't know if I like that being inside of there. That's the hard part about trying to figure out what to do with an air compressor for our place. Cause I don't really want it to be loud and obnoxious inside the pits or inside the track. So yeah. I, th- I think uh, I got permission to get another one. So I think we're just going to get another one and I'll just wheel it out every morning like I used to do. Just make sure that a part-timer doesn't take it out and not put it back so it doesn't get stolen. You didn't want to permanently mount it somewhere? Well, I was thinking about it and I had brought that up. We were thinking underneath of the inside driver stand. Yeah. And then I could like track. I could like soundproof it. But uh, John's like, well, why don't we just get another one with wheels on it and just make sure you put it back? Okay. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, we can do that, you know, because that's what happened. I was putting it back. It's just that we, I was trying to find something for our part-timers to do back in 2016. And this one kid that we had working for us, he uh, did what I asked him to do. At least I think he did, but he didn't put it back. 
And then I didn't even think about it until the next day. And I went to go grab it and it was already gone. So somebody came that night and went, Oh, free air compressor. Yay. Yeah. There's this time Kyle and I were out in the parking lot after the races. I think it was like between a Friday and a Saturday summer series round. We were sitting at his camper watching TV outside and, uh, there's this dude that rolled up in like some scrap truck. He's like, uh, hey guys, do you mind if we like go through your garbage? And he had like a whole bunch of stuff. And he's like, you know, we normally get some really good grabs out of here. And we're like, uh, yeah, it's fine. So that guy is probably the guy that sold the air compressor, if I had to guess. I don't know. It's just odd. I've left stuff out before and you don't even think about it and it's still there. And then the one time that a $300, you know, air compressor gets left out and it disappears. Yeah. And it had a broken on off switch on it too. So I'd pretty, I could identify it. Like if I ever, I always used to check Facebook and Greg's list and all that stuff to see if, you know, it popped up. But overall, so we're, I mean, I'm planning on going to the third one. So we got adrenaline and then, which is over. And then we got our race coming up here in July. And then I'm, I looked at flights, uh, to Phoenix. They're not that bad. Yeah. They're under 400 bucks right now. Really? Yeah. I guess uh, sign me up. I'll plan on going. Jason said that that's the hardest one. Yeah. Oh, I was there. I was watching some uh, um, some vids last night on YouTube of the uh, on the INS Live uh, Facebook or uh, YouTube channel. And uh, I watched the Desert Classic mains. And it even the pros look tough. Like the line is very, very, very narrow. Yeah, it's the finals. But that's where I want to go. I've never been there. Everybody tells me the facility is beautiful. And I mean, I've, I've, I haven't been to Phoenix since uh, 2011. I went to the Dirt Nitro Challenge when it was at the uh, Nitro Pit still, 2010, somewhere yeah. in there. So um, definitely flying. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the Phoenix. It's 24 hours to, to where we went. It was 18 hours. Phoenix is 24. And and it's 24 of nothingness. Like, first you go through the nothingness in Nebraska. Then you get to see some cold mountains. And once you get south of Pueblo, they ain't nothing. It's super, super duper boring. Highway 40 all the way to Flagstaff. It is one of the most boring drives I think I've ever done in my entire life. And I almost killed Chris Catlett and I. Oh, oh yeah. Is that the one where you're like, I, Yeah, where I, like, fell, I fell asleep <laughs> while driving. We were pulling a trailer. And uh, I woke up just in time to see that we were pointed directly at an off uh, a uh, overpass, mm-hmm. and I corrected it at the last second. And I pulled over the next exit and said, "Dude, I'm done. Like we got to stop. I can't kill us. I don't want to kill us." Yeah. Let's see. Here's the some grams. I'm gonna. Okay. All right. So I built. Uh, I built one of these mod uh, diffs, like the Featherlight diffs for mm-hmm. my truck. Where is it? There it is. I built one of these, and I'm going to compare the weight savings hmm. in grams. 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 There's ounces uh, with my factory teen gram scale. Yeah, I need to get one of those. I think that's G. G's grams, right? G it's is not like- G is gram. You are correct. Clearly, I'm not an engineer. Attention, Hobbyplex podcast listeners. This is a friendly reminder that host Alex Sturgeon is not an engineer. Thank you. But I do know that G stands for Graham. 
31.23. That's the original associated unmodified diff. Let's try this one. Ooh, 26.74. So what's that? That's like, what, 10 grams? No, not quite 10 grams. A rotating mass. Lighten your rotating mass, you're going to gain some horsepower, you know. Maybe that's all you need because you're going to have a whole bunch of truck people hounding you in truck this uh, coming up Saturday. Why? Summer Series week, man. There's some there's some hungry truck racers out there. Some hungry truckers? Yeah. Yeah. I eat like a trucker sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I forgot. Shit, it's Summer Series week. Oh, yeah. Man, but what do you mean there's, there's hungry truck on. guys? Emerson, TJ, Andrew. Uh, who else is racing truck? Um uh, Logan Prismanis has a truck now. Oh yeah, there's, and guess there's, who else has one? There's four, uh, Diego Brian, Quintana because he won one. Yeah, Brian Burnt. Uh, uh, I guess Diego if he gets it. I mean, there's there's some there's some pretty good competition in truck again. So yeah, so okay. Well, I'll just wrap up Adrenaline RC. I I really enjoyed it. I, uh, the facility is really cool. Um, I think they have three stores total in that area. We were at the one with the RC track, and the rock crawling area was really cool. I did a video on it, so if you haven't seen it, go back and look at it. It's pretty fun. Got some ideas for what we're gonna what we can do to ours to add to it. Um, I'm always changing something on our crawling course, you know. But uh, the track itself was pretty neat. Uh, completely different surface again to run on, but I think by by the I think by Saturday, the first qualifier, I think most everybody had it figured out. So, Oh, yeah. I think that's kind of when we decided what we were going to run. So up next uh, is our race. So just real quick, the summer uh, J-Concepts Summer Indoor Nationals of the uh, INS 12 Indoor National Series version 12, 12th year now. Officially, we are at 273 entries. So there is 27 more spots available. 124 people and only 82 paid entries at the moment, but that's going to change because we're going to purge the entries in June. So you got a month and uh, if they're not paid by there, um, then uh, we're going to delete you and see if we can add anybody else. Um, I might look at heat fillers. So if we, if we, if we get done, you know, we close it all up, we're at 300 and there are 300 paid entries, but I can, I can fill, you know, let's say there's like, some classes with seven in a heat. If I can add a couple more and we don't go over the 150 people limit, cause that's what, how much pit space we have, you know, we might, we might allow for that too, but I don't want to get it too crazy. Cause then you run out of pit space. People get all mad. That'd be all right. And weird about it. That being said, we have made a lot of, we, we have done a lot of stuff to get us a lot more pit space like it used to be. So, Mm-hmm. That's one of the main reasons why we took down that sale wall. You know, a, yeah. a, there wasn't much product over there to begin with anymore. We got rid of most of it, but B, you know, that gave us back another 12 pit spots. So yeah, it served its purpose. It did. And then I can rearrange the uh, micro crawling area and that gets us nine more spots. I remember when you first, when we first took it back out, I was like, Oh yeah, that's what that used to look like over there. Look yeah. How open, it is. open and, and, uh, now people can see where the bathrooms are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if, if we need to, we can we, Tim can clear out those four spots uh, in front of his pit spot and pit space. Mm-hmm. I built shelves. We can, we can store stuff. So it, it's just, we're in a really good situation again to hold an yeah. event like this. And, and looking at the entry count, I mean, this, this is going to be a true national event mm-hmm. in my opinion. So, oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Could you imagine if we got the Nats this year and we had this race and then a month later we had the Nats? <laughs> no. I mean, it'd be ridiculous, but no. I mean, it, I, I can't imagine it. Yeah, it could still happen. I mean, I, I could put in for Nats again next year. Oh, next year? Okay. I don't really want to, but I still might. I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. Yeah, apparently. We are the Plex after all. Yeah. Be hard to go to all the J Concepts races and got all these big races at home. I know. That's why I don't like doing it. That's why I prefer. I would actually prefer to have the Summer Nationals instead of national instead of the Roar Nats, for a couple reasons. A, we get to run it our way. B, it kind of feels like a national anyways, so it's kind of already there, you know. Well, I mean, it kind of is a Nats. It you know, is it's just, no. It's it, like it's like a Lucas Oil Nationals versus a USAC Nationals. Yeah. you know, there's like almost for, fifty expert stock or four wheel drives signed up. It's like 40, how many? 40, 50? 50. That's crazy. How many trucks are there? 31. Guess how many 40 plus there are. 10. 27. Really? 27 40 plus mods. It's going to be hard. Yeah. It's going to be hard, hard to win that one. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple names I'm not going to say it out loud, but there's a couple names that are signed up for this race that literally sign up for every single race on RC sign up and then never actually go. Is that like a hobby of theirs? I don't like, know. Oh so God, there's, I can't there, wait to sign up for this race. So when the purge <laughs> when the purge comes, uh, there's a couple names I can tell you right now that are probably not going to actually be there. I'm just. I'm oh, just I know who it is too. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about some national stuff real quick? What do you think about the Silver State this time around? Is it was a lot more entertaining than previous years, in my opinion. The track looked better than it did last year. Yes, the track held together very, very well, and it was a lot easier to watch the racing. In in the previous years of Silver State, I personally did not find the mains very entertaining because the cars were just watch my hands. The cars they're just like the whole yeah the whole time you couldn't really race. Yeah, but at this racing one, track. boy, at this one, I mean, there was actually pretty good racing. It was exciting. It was uh, it was exciting to watch uh, Jared uh, get another main event win with a nitro truck. It was exciting to watch Mason Fuller pull off another podium. He almost got second. Just uh, Tessman was just driving ice cold out there. He's doing really good too. Yeah, uh, it's nice to see Tessman kind of back in form a little bit, in my opinion. Um, and then of course, dude, what the heck? Ryan just wins another, wins another one. He's the man. He, he, he is the man. It's crazy. Like he's on such a roll the last couple of years in, in nitro buggy. And I, I, I feel like you can't always take what's happened in the past into a world's event. But I, f- I, I feel like if Ryan does not win worlds this year, I don't know who else can. Probably I'm, I'm, I'm not discounting the Europeans. It's going to be on European soil, but mm-hmm. I um, think it's between Ryan, Davide, and Runabout. Yeah. If I had to, if I had to say, if I had to pick, and then you could also throw Fend in there. I mean, he he's kind of a wild card for me. Like he's either like you can't catch him or. It's like he might have a have you know be mid mid pack or something. And and Ty but, and Ty Tessman, he steps it up on the international scene. I, I really I truly believe that. I and and then you, and then you start looking at other guys if if they're going to run. Um, 
like Quelo. I mean, it, there's just so many. There's so many names that I guess can, but I feel like the 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 momentum that Ryan Mayfield has right now is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, he's he's always going to be my pick. Like it don't matter. Like he could start fifth on the grid. Don't matter. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. I wonder if it helps that Mugen has Adam Drake, of course. But but also is is Mugen's a very focused company, kind of like Techno. I mean, they're mm-hmm. very. I mean, their their whole purpose is eight scale, pretty much off road. Of course, they have eight scale on road too. But um, they're not as spread out as say a Losi that has you know a ten scale scene and a and well, an eight scale scene, and then a couple other oddity cars here and there. And you know, I've thought about that, and it's almost like you have to look at like the programs in these bigger companies like Losi associated x-ray. So you look at, they have a, they don't have just like, they have a dedicated eight scale guy, you know, these companies, you know, at least to my knowledge. So it's like, it's like, uh, uh, it's almost like each of their departments is a dedicated, like Mugen one-off type thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, that's kind of the way I look at it. You know, it's like maybe Haas, I don't know. I can't think of a good good example of this in like full scale racing. It's like, well, maybe like Penske, you know, like Penske, they do do uh, NASCAR and Indy, you know, and IndyCar racing. Like maybe it's more like because, you know, I doubt the same guys are working on both NASCAR and IndyCars. So maybe it's kind of like, you know, each of their departments is is kind of like a dedicated Mugen style. Robert. Robert Batley and Juan Carlos uh, Canas are also local to the track for the worlds. Mm. And I mean, previous world champ and, and Juan Carlos dude, that dude's fast too. Mm-hmm. I've and I've watched video of the track. The track is gnarly. It's cool. Yeah. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be an epic worlds. It, oh if, yeah. As long as nothing stupid happens again, you know, as far as, you know, the word we shouldn't say, cause I think it actually hurts our, what we're gonna get canceled? No, not canceled, but uh, street cred. No, not street cred. But I think I think like the algorithms can pick up if if we say the uh, the name of the of the uh, of the illness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, hopefully there's no illness. Any yeah. kind of illness. Any you know? kind of illness. Yeah, yeah. Flu. Uh, the sniffles. With uh, another one. Uh, allergies. Uh, yeah, allergies. Uh, staff infections, you know, hopefully there's, there's none of that going around and along with the other one, the other one we can't say, or we'll have to uh, be canceled yeah. as well as if we talk about it. So. What'd you think of the little bump pass? Was that cool or what? What a, pretty, way to, pretty... what a way to finish the, the race. Like, wasn't yeah. that the last race of the weekend? Probably. I, I think I, I saw the highlights. That's why this, this specific track was very racy and very fun to watch. For sure. Oh yeah, that back section was like the way that they're jumping, like almost just downsiding, like clear, mm. <laughs> like half the track. And uh, only rad. only a truggy could do that too. Oh, and come out. And I don't think land, a buggy could have done that that way. Like just send, he, like full send it as far as you can and actually land it. Because if you watch a buggy, buggies generally to a point they'll land and go, Foom. but truggies for sure. You can send them and they'll just go most of the time. Yeah. Fee's car landed like a cat, you know? Yeah. That was sick. Not not your cat. Probably break through the <laughs> yeah. floor. Fanda would probably break his legs. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so fat. Yeah, he's he has so a fat, fat. cat. <laughs> Lands like a Maui. Like, like I have a real skinny cat. Yeah. It's not that we don't feed. Her. I have a She's fat cat and a skinny cat. Roxy's very very petite. She's very petite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Finn's just like a. I love it when Finn and her fight because Finn. Finn will play with her and let her think she's winning. But when Finn gets mad, like I can tell when Finn's mad at her, he's, he's no hold barred. He'll, he'll run up on her. He'll grab her. He doesn't have front claws, right? But he'll, he'll find a way to grab her with like his mouth, turn her over and then just literally sit on her. It's the funniest thing ever. (laughs) And then she's sitting there crying, whining, you know, like when you pick her up and she whines, she's sitting there just whining the whole time. Finn won't let her go. God, it's funny, but Hilarious. it's in a playful way. It's not a mean way. It's just, it's just when he's had enough, he's just like, all right, listen here. We're done. Yeah. We're done, buddy. I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on you. So, so I mean, what a, what a fun weekend uh, of racing. We had, we had that going on. Um, we had the Supercross finals. That was pretty fun to watch. I finally got a, I, uh, I got a chance to watch that on Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the Plex had pretty good racing considering it was Mother's Day weekend. Yeah. Did you do anything for Mama's Day? No, not really. So I, here's the deal. Gretchen was kind of mad at me. Oh, really? Why? All right. What did you do this time? So I have a trifecta of holidays within about, within about a month of one another. So Gretchen's birthday is April 11th. Our anniversary is April 26th. And Mother's Day is two weeks after that usually. Yeah. Usually. So I usually pick one every year <laughs> to go all out on <laughs> and then, and then leave the other two for next year. Yeah. So this time, uh, we did something really good for her birthday and then, and then we, uh, we both had the day off on our anniversary. So we went shopping and, uh, and then for mother's day, I really didn't do anything. We, uh, Emerson and I both had to work. Yeah. We, we did offer her a scooter ride. Which she did take us up on, so we went and rode our scooter for about an hour around uh, around town. So that's cool. But that's I, I didn't really like buy anything. No, I didn't give my mom anything either. We just went to dinner. We were going to go miniature golfing. I was going to pay for a miniature golfing, but we didn't go. We were too tired. My sister had a headache. Obviously, I didn't do anything for my mom. Yeah, your mom's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said it like that, but you always make jokes about it. So it's like, we have this understanding. Like, you're always <laughs> making jokes. About like, I'll be like, yeah, my mom came over and you're like, my mom's dead. My mom's <laughs> dead. I did that yeah. to a friend of mine on Facebook. Uh, she li- <laughs> she lives in Alabama and she was, she was, uh, she made a post about how much she hates Mother's Day and she doesn't really like her mom doesn't like her or anything like that or <laughs> something like that. And so I put, po- I put, I put in the comments, my mom's dead, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> God, it's so morbid. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I still, it's still funny. It still hits every time we say it. It still hits. Well, it's like you're just not expecting it. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my mom's dead. <laughs> it's just the, like the way you say it every time, too. Yeah, my mom's dead. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> So anyway, when I anyway. said that earlier, like Alex and I have this understanding, like, or I know his sense of humor and it's yeah. very dark, a lot like mine. But. Yeah, it's very dark. The winner is. Let's talk about racing real quick. We had uh, we had a good weekend at the Plex once again. 
And uh, Friday nights, man. Friday nights are fun. Friday nights are where it's at. Seems like a uh, bunch of bunch of plexers again, and we had I think full heat again of stock buggy and 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 thirteen five wheeler, and uh, a couple of them race back to back weekend. You know, Friday and Saturday. You know, kind of gives you that chance to do that. I mean, that's what I used to do when I was a kid. Speaking of mom, I mean, uh, when I went to go see my dad uh, every other weekend in Des Moines, I'd race Saturday at Hobby Haven and Sunday at Marbles. Mm-hmm. You know, get that, get that, get those times in. So we had, wow, this is really cool. So Friday we had 54 entries. That was, I think it was more than that, but he, he deletes some when, when you set up the mains and some of the people are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so family Friday off-road, we had, uh, 54 entries, 38 people, um, four heats of Plex spec. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. There was two heats of, of, uh, two wheel drive buggy, uh, heat and mini truggy, and then a heat of 13.5. I believe, give a shout out to Chloe. That's TJ's sister. She got nine laps. Wow. Friday night. Impressive. So, Plex spec, usually this is how this works. If you're brand new to Plex spec, you, 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 you're coming to racing, you're, uh, you know, you're worried about being everybody's way and all that, and we tell you, no, come on Friday night. Somebody really cares on Fridays. Chloe, just a couple weeks ago, was only getting like four or five laps. And then, and then she all of a sudden got a six lap. And then I remember, um, the weekend before the adrenaline race, I think she got seven laps and then we're gone that the, the last weekend for adrenaline, uh, the pro tech race was before that. And now here she is she's doing nine laps. So big shout out to her. Plex spec, a main on Friday night, Lily Kosiski. There's another, there's another one all of a sudden that you can throw in the mix for the, uh, Plex spec summer series stuff. I mean, they're, they're, the Kaziskis are coming every week now. Um, her and uh, Alex were first and second. Uh, on Friday night, Isabella McMullen's another one. And then you had uh, in third, Ryan Nemec. Uh, Josh McMullen was fifth. Uh, Jonas Tolberg, the, uh, one, of the, one, of the, one of John's kids, I believe, um, was sixth. And then Roger and Nick uh, didn't look like they did any laps. Friday night. I, think they, I think it was running kind of late. 13-5 four-wheel drive had TJ taking the win. Dave Kaziski was second. Uh, Josh McMullen third. Diego was fourth. A couple guys um, didn't run. Um, then your stock buggy, TJ with another win. Um, I actually think I watched this race. Uh, Greg Million was second. Dave Kaziski was third. They were having a pretty good race between themselves. And uh, Diego also was not too far back. Um, then it was McMullen, Anthony Santi, Kevin Blowers, and, uh, and then Mini Truggy. Had uh, Logan Prismanis, TJ Williams, Cody Haida, and then a couple guys weren't there. Nick Chestnut, uh, looks like he ran 11 laps in fourth. Let's go to uh, Saturday real quick because I want to get to the comments. There's some good comments in here tonight since we've been gone for women. We've been gone for two weeks, really. Yeah, any super chats? No super chats yet. And if you don't, which kind of sucks because we're underneath of the, uh, the 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 payment threshold for this month, so. Um, no pressure to those watching right now, but a super couple super chats would be pretty dope. Yeah, give us five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> we had fifty four entries on Saturday, so the same Friday and Saturday, fifty four entries on Saturday. Um, it was kind of the last chance to get um, some track time before the Summer Series week. Um, everything kind of builds up to this Summer Series coming up. It's pretty crazy. Stock truck had uh, Emerson. Um, Emerson was unable to qualify cause he was working all day. So he started in the back, um, ended up taking the win. Uh, Ronnie went, 
uh, Dave Kosiski. Uh, I think I think what they did was they put the the mini truggy guys together with the stadium truck. So it was it was uh, Ronnie taking the win in mini truggy. Dave getting third. I think is what it said. So Logan Prismanis finished four seconds behind Emerson. Um, he also didn't really qualify. He uh, he was also working in the store. So they both jumped in at the last second. I'm sure that made TJ and John and those guys really happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to hate that. I, but you got to, I mean, if they can race, they can race. And it gave us a couple more corner marshals anyways. Uh, TJ Williams got third. Uh, he was on the same lap, 16 laps. Andrew Thomas and then uh, Cody Haida was getting some more laps out there in the stadium trucks. Plexbeck, um, Brian Nemec was uh, Gandhi. I think Lily actually took over. Let me look down here because I thought Lily led. Nope, not nope. She didn't. Ryan led wire to wire. So good job for Ryan Nemec. Um, again, this is going to be a lot of these names are going to be uh, in the in the summer series. Uh, it's 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 crazy. There's a, there's a handful of kids that could win the summer series this year in Plexbeck. It's going to be fun. Lily Kaziski uh, did finish second. Alex Eichler was third. Uh, Scott Esbeck, um, the Esbecks came out. Um, so Scott was fourth. Maya was fifth. Chloe got seven laps this time. Steve Eichler uh, was seventh, and Emily uh, did break out. I think her and Lily actually got together, and then she broke something. <clears throat> Four-wheel drive mod had uh, Vanderbeek going really fast. Um, he did go back and forth for uh, – um, for the lead with his bro. Owen was going really fast Saturday. Um, so Owen finished second, then it was Dustin, and then Chris Haida was getting some laps in with uh, with his new four-wheel drive. Super chat. Well, we did get a super chat. How much? Ten bucks. Really? Put me down for five dollars. Nope, this is just for Will, it says. Do you accept cash? Really? Because everybody knows to ask you for setup stuff. They don't ask me. Okay. Uh, what pinion and shocks should he run in his stadium truck? The stock setup wasn't bad, so Nick did get a stadium truck. Okay. Um, well, I'm at the Plex. I normally run buggy springs in my truck. I run uh, V2 white rears and uh, V2 blue front buggy springs. And then I like three hole one four uh, flats in the front and three hole one four tapers in the rear. Uh, that's my hobby Plex truck set up for my truck and then i run 30 weight rear oil and 32 and a half front and it just works i don't know i was if i'm running stadium truck i put three hole one fours in that thing it's all the time i don't even think about it like that's my shock setup for truck unless i run my low grip shocks and i change shocks do you think that the tires on truck are more important or do you think there's enough surface area where you can be off a little bit on the tires and still have a good vehicle I think they're more important because uh, they can move around so much. It's almost like everybody has more, so it makes it more important. Like you have to have them right, more right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, if it was mod truck, yeah, they'd be really important. But since it's thirteen five, it's it's kind of like you can throw about anything on there and it gets around. But like mod truck, like I I always had the tires figured out from mod truck, and. Uh, I would, you know, you know, I always felt like I was winning races and making mains on tires alone. And I'm doing some, I'm doing some of that stuff now. Emerson ran those silver slicks in the main on, on Saturday. Oh, really? In his truck. He said he liked them. Better have mine ready to go. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to. run silver slicks. I got to get him, I got to get him tires, period, because we don't have any tires right now. Yeah. 
I don't know, man. I so I don't know. It's, it's hard. supposed it's, to be seventy-seven degrees and rainy on Saturday. Hmm. So you Maybe know, silver slicks are the answer. Yeah, I have another I, set. It, it it's going to be crazy with this heat. The track the track could dry out and crack. It could be drying out and cracking right now. And if that happens, then we're talking a little bit different ball game. But if the track was like it was on Saturday, I mean, nobody's opened up the doors and ran nitro yet out there. Yeah. You know, the track was pretty darn good. Yeah. On Saturday. I don't know. I mean, if I'm getting beat on, on silver slicks, I know what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. But until I don't want to do that. Cause I like that we run treads at our track. Yeah. Me too. You know, it's like, I don't know if I want to start that. If I need to, I will. Yep. Uh, okay. So 13, five, four wheel drive, uh, Andrew Thomas with a wire-to-wire win. He drove smooth and consistent. I want to look at his consistency. Uh, So the consistency gets skewed because the first lap is a long lap for everybody because you pass by the loop and it doesn't pick you up. But if you look, it went, his laps were 20, 20, 24, so one crash. Then 21, 20, 20, 20, 20. 25, 21, 20, 21, 21, 21, 21, 22. Very, very consistent. Yours truly sucked and crashed early. Like I said, I traction rolled. I ran I ran those blown out silver slicks that we were running. And I kind of wish I didn't. I wish I would have just put my treads on and drove a much more consistent car because it was fast, but it was really hard to drive. And I crashed a lot. TJ Williams, from the nine spot up to second, TJ and I were actually having, we were battling really good, having a really good race. Um, I finally got around him, and then the next lap, traction roll. Gave it all back. Dave Ksiski got third. John Haas was fourth. Um, Diego was fifth. Dylan Haas was sixth. I ended up seventh. Ronnie Went was eighth. Dalton Conrad, he busted out early in ninth, and Peevler didn't run. Peevler qualified second, but he blew up a speed controller. Yeah. No, he blew up a motor. Sorry, he blew up a motor. So... I was tr- I I was kind of blowing out, but I popped a ball cup and I didn't know it. So when I gunned it to go down the straightaway, I couldn't turn, and mm-hmm. so I hopped the pipe and I think I landed on John and Dave. Ooh. And then I was like, "Oh crap!" And then I just pulled oh, it off. God. Once I saw my wheel was angling, I'm like, "Ah, I'm done." Stupid car. Yeah. Um, Andrew Thomas is one of those kids. Like, if I had to put stock in somebody right now for later, it'd be Andrew Thomas. Yeah. He's on, he's on the list of names. I mean, you could throw, and there's five of our kids that are going to be an independent buggy that are just going to be bonkers. You know, I don't think it's going to be like last year. Cause remember, uh, uh, Cody, um, God, what's his last name? The kid who won independent last year. He's getting a publish. No, he worked at the Plex for a little while and then he, then he needed to go. I think he's working for his dad or something. He had long hair. Oh yeah. I don't remember his name. Anyways, I mean, he came on third round and just stomped everybody round three, four, and five, and six. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen this year. No, I don't know. I mean, anything's possible. Yeah, but you can have somebody. It just like it, with these kids, like it just turns on like a light switch. You mm-hmm. know, it's like they go from you know okay mediocre runs to running clean runs pretty quick. Yeah, you know? I mean, look at Fee Long. Like he's making all kinds of strides. He's eleven. Yeah. You know, it's like every time you watch him drive, he gets faster every time. Yep. And all these races. So, Oh, his web, Cole web, not Cody web, Cole. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's who that I was thinking of. Yeah, it's crazy how younger and younger these these kids are getting faster too. Yeah, you know, I need to have a kid. Yeah, you do. Mine's mine's almost out of the house. Like three years, and he'll be eighteen. I don't know what he's gonna do then. I don't know if my wife is like really into me doing RCU if we have a kid. Oh, she told me like, uh, uh, she's like, if they want to, like, no, we have to ruin their childhood. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, by the way. (laughs) I have to live vicariously through them. Yeah. Uh, Mod two wheel drive came up, and uh, Alex Vanderbeek uh, got the win. Um, However, uh, Owen Vanderbeek was your TQ. Ooh. Yeah. Like I said, Owen was going really fast Saturday. Um, he, uh, it was Alex and Owen first and second. Um, Alex eventually won by 14 seconds, but, uh, they were both on 18 laps in six minutes. I was third. I was running in fourth for most of the race. Uh, it was me and Mac again, um, kind of in the middle there. And, uh, even though I was pretty unhappy with my car, I did drive a very smart, clean race for the most part. So I ended up third. Um, Max trying to figure out the new car mm-hmm. uh, ended up fourth. Um, Aiden Olson, he's out of school, so he's back now for the summer. Nice. Um, so he's, uh, uh, he was getting it figured out. He ended up fifth. Dustin Hosick, I believe he was running the new associated car was sixth and Cole Henriksen, uh, was actually, um, running in second for a little while, but something happened to his car. I can't remember what he said. Uh, had something to do with the rear shock or something. And he ended up pulling it off. So, um, overall though, I mean, after my blowout and four wheel drive, I was, I was pretty happy to finish where I was, but I was not happy with my car. Mm -hmm. So I, I actually worked on it the next day and yeah, I got my new one right here, baby. Yeah. Shut up. It's right here. It's ready to go. I don't know. I don't know I, if I'd uh, want the new car if there's not enough uh, springs and pistons and stuff to 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 mess with it. This thing, I don't know. I think I got the shocks to match the spring, and like it feels pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. Like I posted that picture of my car, and then it got hi- my post got hijacked by all these people arguing about what springs to put on it. Right. I saw and that. and it's like, I, okay, no. Like I, I haven't even driven it yet. Just run it. Did it? Did it yeah. come? Did it come with the layback, or did you have the option to put a laydown on it? it? It had both transmissions in it. I put a laydown okay. in it. All right. One thing I liked, like with the front end geometry, is uh, how it uses the the bendy or ball cups or whatever, so that they're like straighter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like on the like on the old cars, like oh, I was kind of looking at my truck, and it, it looked the turn turnbuckles looked really straight, and like so they use that to get them straighter again. Yeah. The other thing that I was really impressed with with the updates of the molds was the, where the sprue is at on the parts tree or whatever, like where it comes out or like where you have to break it off of the parts tree. Yeah. All the, the parts are, um, molded in a way that you break them off. You don't have to really deburr them. Like there's like two little small sprue holes to, to fill, fill the cavity and just break right off. And you don't have to deburr them or anything. You just slide them on in. Because before, it was on, like, the mating surfaces that slide together. Well, now it's not. So it was, like, the fit and finish of this car without having to do anything is even better than before, believe it or not. Um, and the stock shocks feel really good. Like, the stock internals, like, the molded uh, 
bushings that go in the shocks, like those feel really good. Um, you didn't have to deburr them or polish them or file them or anything to get them to free up. Um, like I'm going to run, run this thing the way it is. The, the only thing I did to the, to the shocks, um, like the pistons, they come with the two, the two millimeter pistons. I drilled mine out. I'm running one eights and one nines. So one eights up front, one nine rears. And that's really, really where it felt like the sweet spot to where the spring matched the piston. And I talked to Mac the other day and he'd mentioned that the car felt kind of mushy. Yeah. You know, like it was kind of undersprung for how much dampening there was. And, you know, I usually like a really light car. So I run a really light shock package usually. So, and I like the V2 springs. I always run the V2 springs. Yeah. I've, so, I've pretty much always ran the V2. When the beef, when the point three came out, I pretty much stuck with white for a long time and then um i ended up on blues last season and i i'm telling you i i was driving my car with with the adrenaline setup and i i i came back to blues again that's when i feel the most comfortable with my car yeah but and you know my old car is pretty much this um with all the front end stuff um but i don't i think that this is just like an even better version of that yeah like the updates you know, like it's just more tunable and, um, you don't have to shim nothing and, um, you just put it on and go. So, but yeah, I just, I, I really can't wait to run this thing. Like I'm going to probably run this thing all, all day or all afternoon on Friday and just get it broke in, yeah. you know, drive train and everything. Um, all right, let's finish up our results and we'll get to chat and then we'll, we'll have to get out of here pretty quick, but, uh, uh, independent stock buggy. Uh, I think there was a B main of this one. TJ Williams with a wire to wire uh, TQ and win. Um, Andrew Thomas from the five to the two. So he had a really good finish to the day. Dave Kaziski from the six to the three. Uh, Diego was fourth. Briella Esbeck um, was fifth. Dalton Conrad. Todd Esbeck was seventh. Kevin Blowers. Lily Kaziski. Um, and then Emily Bagley. So uh, on, on these club days, I'm kind of letting some of these plexers get a feel for independent buggy. Mm-hmm. doesn't really bother me at all yeah and hasn't yeah, bothered yeah. anybody else so it was kind of fun to see lily and emily both get the bump up a couple couple chicas and then uh expert stock buggy so this is what we did it was weird we only had th- what i thought was three but it really was two it was just david and Corey. so but i didn't want to take away a couple spots in an independent buggy by by putting them all in together so i was going to run them by themselves um cole ended up running mod with us instead of stock but TJ went ahead and jumped in to expert stock for the main. And uh, it was uh, David taking the win, Corey second, TJ was third. And TJ finished both mains on one battery. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. Yep. So another uh, successful weekend of racing at the Hobbyplex. And now here we are. We got two weeks of uh, series racing. So we got the summer series. And then the following Saturday is the truck series. And then a club race, and then another summer series race. So it's bam, bam, bam. We're 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 getting right into it. I'm going to be gone Memorial Day weekend, so Logan will be running the races that weekend. Where are you going? My niece is graduating. Oh, so she's having a graduation the uh, 27th, 28th. So nice. I'll, be, I'll be gone that Friday and Saturday. So got to got to go to theirs if you expect anybody to come to ours. Is the way I look at it. Yeah. Emerson's getting close. So three more, four, mm-hmm. four more years, three and a half more years. Yeah. 
All right, let's take a let's take a pivot break, and oh, yeah. uh, and then we'll uh, we'll get to the chat, and then we'll get out of here. And now a word from our sponsors. Yeah. This is a pivot lending update with Dave Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Hi, this is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group, and today we want to talk about the Lock and Shop program that we brought back to you guys in May. And it's important today because interest rates are on the rise. The Fed has determined that they are going to potentially raise interest rates at least two to three times this coming year. And within the dynamics of our industry, we have some quantitative easing that's going to be pulled back. So currently, the Treasury has conservatorship over Fannie Mae, and they are purchasing in the mortgage world, mortgage-backed securities at a pretty fast rate. And that purchase program has really helped to create a market for mortgage-backed securities over the last probably decade and has been one of the big catalysts for driving interest rates down. And it's been announced that not only are they looking to raise interest rates, they're looking to pull back on the purchasing of mortgages, which means that rates will be driven by the private sector. And inevitably, that means the rate of return that a private investor is going to want over the government right now is going to be uh, substantially higher. In addition to the quantitative easing being restricted or being pulled back, we also have inflation. And so inflation now, decade over decade, we're seeing inflation move out of that transitory conversation and actually hit the, you know, the kitchen table economics as far as gas, bread, butter. And with inflation comes higher interest rates. So between the inflationary environment, the quantitative easing environment, and then the rates in, in conjunction with the inflation, we're going to be in a different world altogether as far as rates this time next year. So why am I talking about the shop and lock program? It allows you to lock in as we see rates moving up dramatically month over month this coming year and even into 2023. You're going to have the ability for $500 to come into our office complete an application, get pre-approved, and then lock your interest rate, even without finding a home yet. You'll have 60 days, so two months, to find a home. Once you find a home, you have 30 days to close on that home. So for $500, we're going to basically give you 90 days to secure that interest rate. We guarantee that we'll close it within 30 days. If you can guarantee you can find the home within 60 days. Once we close, we will give you a lender credit for the $500. We'll take that $500 off of your closing costs so that it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket to lock that interest rate, use that program. If you do not find anything outside of that period, then there's the $500 charge. Now, that being said, some people are going to say, well, in this market, you can't find a house in 60 days. You'll be surprised what the inventory starts to look like here over the next 12 months. With rates going up, the purchasing power is going to go down, and you're going to see people that are sliding outside of those uh, debt ratio parameters or just not qualifying within a higher rate environment. So there are going to be fewer buyers, and that's going to allow you more time to look at the inventory that's out there. So we're excited to see that. 
uh, the opportunities will be growing for that sector of the consumer market here in 2022. So Shop and Lock program is fantastic. Let me know if I can help. Give me a call, 402-881-5951. Shoot me a text and we'll talk to you guys soon. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 77589. Well, we actually did interview the new store owner, and it's on our Patreon page. So if you want to uh, hear what he has to say, uh, give us money, and uh, and then you can uh, then you can listen to it. So become a Patreon member, Jerry. Damn it, um, we might have him on here at some point, just as a guest, just as a fun guest to have on. Um, he does own two other businesses, so he's pretty busy, dude. So, um, I don't know. We'll find a way to fit him on there, but we've got some ideas for some guests coming up as well. I think Jason Rona actually agreed to be a guest on our, he did. Agree. That's going to be fun. I'm holding him to it too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we asked him a question at dinner and he's like, why don't you wait for the podcast for that one? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Dude, he's like, that's a good question. Let's do it on the podcast. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, John Tolberg is on right now on, on our Patreon page. And in fact, I just interviewed Ken Kalen, the, uh, previous owner, founder, of the Hobbytown Hobbyplex and uh, give Richard some time to get that all done and it'll be up on our Patreon page hopefully hopefully soon. Yeah, that'd be cool. We will release the the Patreon ones eventually, but I'm going to keep them on there for a little while. I won't even get to hear them until they're live though. Yeah, I don't, well, I, I mean, I could send you the them. link. I actually could send you the <laughs> link um, and you could click on the link and it'll let you listen to it because it's basically it's made private. So I, I, can, I think I can share it but it but it doesn't come up on our sound our our uh, SoundCloud um, as an as a open whatever. Uh, Skunk Boss O three. Good evening, gentlemen. Alex, I thought you ran well a couple weeks ago. Nice work. Thanks. Um, Wait, what? You ran into us a couple weeks ago? Uh, thought you ran well a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice work. Right. Thank you. Thanks. I wonder if he's from from there. I don't know. Where are you from, Skunk Boss? Yeah, if you're still on here, let us know where you're from. <laughs> what's, what was the, his name? what's the what's the south park name uh oh god what's the name oh of, for kyle's dad kyle's dad i don't remember oh my gosh it's something very similar actually it's yeah. pretty that's pretty funny uh do jason haley we were talking about the uh the um um uh, air compressor he says a soundproof closet would be the best option I thought about putting in that other bathroom out there, but I kind of like having both bathrooms open now. You know, and you, you, and you can't just be the com- but you, just be the compressor bathroom. But you can't put it out there anyways because you have to take it in every time. I was trying to figure out a way to not have to do that every single time. You know, you just you lock could, the bathroom. You door. could chain it, but then, well, then somebody will just break in. You know, I don't know. It's such a weird. We're in such a weird situation out there. Here's a good one. Uh, Steve RC, are we going to blow off the track after every heat for the INS race? Uh, no, not planning on it. Uh, I'll be doing the every, every hour and a half, every two hour thing like we always do. So it's the same as we always have it. 
So we don't have enough batteries to do that anyways. Yeah. Wade, Wade did buy us a couple of new batteries. He wanted to do something for the track. So he got us a couple of new batteries, but, uh, cause I think we were down to one battery. Oh really? Yeah. But I mean, batteries are a hundred some dollars. So well, that's nice. Of him. Yeah. But, uh, no, not planning on it. Um, usually, usually if it's a new track and I use stay wet, you're not gonna, you're not gonna find it. Um, uh, it's not gonna be that bad. It'll be very consistent. Uh, John Haas needs some stickers. Okay. Um, Lucas Chassel on here. Uh, how about the airmail pass by the 11 year old for the win at silver state e trucking? Yeah, we talked about that. That was pretty rad. And again, I don't think, I don't think a buggy could have, could have landed that. I think it had to be a truck. I don't know. There's only one way to find out. I'll have to go up, go over there and recreate it. Steve RC, uh, Eichler says, uh, I think it was three months before I knew there were bathrooms in the pits. <laughs> <laughs> he's like just going to the gas station every time he has to pee <laughs> and this hobby flex sucks doesn't have any bathrooms yeah let's <laughs> go out back tom rennerneck's on here he says uh stoked to see you guys this weekend he's coming he'll be here friday for practice and saturday summer series hell yeah yeah that'd be great um associated 17 five folks what pinion are you running I don't, I, it's gotta be in the thirties, right? 31, 29. I don't know. I think like 29 to 31 range is what yeah. I've heard people talking about running. So yeah, I, I, I honestly, I couldn't tell you on stock buggy or 17, five buggy. Cause I, I haven't run it. I haven't run it in years. Yeah, years. Not, not since when, when was the regionals? I was going through some old videos and I happened to stumble upon our regional a uh, race where I wanted to run 17.5 expert. And I think that was the last time. 2011 was the last time I ran 17.5 buggy. That's a while ago. I think I ran it in 2018. I think, I think 18. Cause it was a, it, it was an iteration of the nationals layout. It was very busy. Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon this like on YouTube, you know, and I'm going through some old videos and stuff. I can't remember if it was on our page or if it was on, um, uh, maybe Iowa RC tracks or something like that. And I'm looking at some of these old, old layouts i'm like ugh, yeah <laughs> that one's not very good yeesh who came up with that one like that's terrible yeah um steve rc if i take the ball cups off to polish the ball studs do i need to worry about the cups starting to pop off no not really should probably use new new ends though don't you think i mean you, you should replace your ends every every so often anyways yeah i do uh i had i you know knock on wood i haven't really had issues with uh with them popping off every when I do this, and I do it like once a week, mm. or I do it every, pretty much every time I run my car. At least the front, the front uh, camera link ones. Those are the ones that'll bind your steering up, or like if your car's traction rolling, yeah, like you turn at high speed and it uh, the ball cap's not free, it'll bind your steering up, and your car will flip over because it has no suspension at that point. So, like if you polish the at least the front camera links, that those are the really important ones to make sure you do. So like your car at the end of the straightaway, high speed, turn, 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 full, full load. You essentially like once that binds up, you have no front, uh, outer suspension. Right. So like you just drive the tire into the track and your car flips over. Yeah. Ball cups important. Jason Haley wants to know, do you know if Mac tried the tire sauce I gave him? I don't know. Oh, he I might've, I think he was talking about some tire sauce. 
he texted me to want, want to see if I knew who gave it to him. And I thought it was somebody else. But it's like, I, I wasn't there. So I don't know. But yeah, the, I'll have to text Mac that it was Jason. Or maybe Jason just tell Mac that, hey, I'm the guy that gave you that sauce. What do you yeah. think? I don't know. Uh, what do you use for your polish? What are you using? This is some really old stuff. And you could use Mothers or some, like, Flitz polish. I just have been using this stuff up. This thing, I have this big old oh container gosh. of it. And it's probably, How like, old is they that? probably don't, I don't know. They probably don't make it no more. It's probably, like, illegal to have. Hazard rating. Let's see here. It's got a two for fire, one for toxicity, and a zero for, re- or for reactivity. But it says removes brake dust, road grime, oxidation, while restoring original brilliance and luster. Aluminum mag wheel polish. This is what I've been using. Contains no acid, save for all types of OEM wheels. So, I don't know. It, it's, it works pretty good. I just put some in this container, and mm. I just put it in this bag with a little microfiber cloth, and it's like my little polishing kit. I'll, I'll do it at races in between rounds. I did it at INS, actually, while we were there. Like my car starts feeling a little weird and just polish, polish some stuff up. Some, uh, uh, is it hinge pins? Is that's a big one to try to do, get it yeah. all, everything all free. Um, but yeah, uh, but like if you're going to buy something, I'd go on Amazon and get some, uh, flitz polish. That stuff's pretty good. I hear good things. I have yet to use it yet, but, um, that's some good stuff. Um, real quick, uh, Jackson just said he, he's pretty sure he failed his trigonometry test. Um, by a lot. Um, Cole Henderson's on here. Says Tom is coming for round one this weekend. Uh, when does the B six point four D come out? It's already out. The Plex has. The Plex has. The last time I checked, the Plex still has four left. We ordered six. We've sold two, and we have two carpet cars as well. Uh oh. Uh, Skank Hunt. Skank Hunt sixty nine is uh. Rifloski's uh, other name. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, there's some talk about the uh, about the uh, the stock pinion gear. Uh, they're kind of going back and forth between 29 and and uh, Jarman says he's got 3272. Um, Sam wants to know how come they didn't just call it a B7. I think it's still very similar. There's subtle well, changes. It's using the, the transmission and rear end from the B6.3. And it's, and it's the just very same subtle. Towers and, very yeah. subtle changes. Yeah. And the, the shocks is the big one for me. Like, I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really looking forward to trying the shocks. Yeah. When they come out with the shock kits, we'll probably sell a lot of them like we used to when, uh, when they came out with the, 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 the new associated shock. Remember, remember when the B4 had the old shock still and then they came out with the new big bore shocks? And mm-hmm. they used to have those packages of them. We used to sell the ton of those things. Yeah. We still do, actually. The shocks on my B4 uh, are the one, they aren't the big bores, but they have the adapter collars to run the bigger shocks on it. Or run the bigger springs, rather. Bigger springs on the smaller shocks. Anthony Santi, thoughts on a 22T 4.0? I'm thinking about trying stadium truck. Um yeah, it's a good truck. It looks like a monster truck to me, but TJ's having really good luck with it. Um, he's going fast. Um, we sold our T62 that we had on the shelf. I think we're getting another one. I was looking at shipping. It's supposed to be here Tuesday. 
And yeah. uh, so we probably should order another one just to have them in. I, you know, I kind of lean towards the associated truck just because of how simple it's been with Emerson. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's been used to running a four-wheel drive truck. I said, here, stadium truck. And he's actually really enjoyed it, and he likes that. So good to be back. We had, uh, we had, you know, it felt like forever, but it was really only just one week that we missed. So Yeah. Right. Don't forget, this show is brought to you by Pivot Lending Group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. And if you mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad, dad. Uh, you can get a $500 lender credit or 0.125 off your interest rate. It's pretty cool. A lot of listeners have actually actually used them. So it's pretty good. Yeah. They help bring us uh, weekly. Uh, okay, we, we got to go. Okay. All right. All right. See you later. Yep. See you guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. See you Saturday or Friday. <laughs>